Hi, I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. Focal and Segmental Glomerulosclerosis, the history of how and when it got its name. We'll start at the beginning of things. In Western culture and philosophy, it is said that Thales, the first philosopher we know about, thought that the fundamental substance of the world was water, an ode to nephrology. Hippocrates, it is written, said some things about the urine and therefore the kidney, but we'll leave that discussion for another day. Also, Dr. Richard Bright is covered in a previous podcast. Most histories of focal and segmental glomerulosclerosis, FSGS, start off with Arnold Rich, chairman of the Department of Pathology at Johns Hopkins Hospital, when at autopsy, this astute observer noted in 20 children dying of infection that the juxtamedullary glomeruli appeared to be the first and foremost structures involved in what was then called progressive lipoid nephrosis, now, of course, called minimal change disease, or FSGS. Dr. Rich suggested that possibly it was Truetta shunts, that is, the superficial glomeruli having different sized efferent arterioles, and with constriction, they shunt the blood to the juxtamedullary glomeruli. In any event, the renal biopsy had not made its way to the U.S. following the seminal publication of Iverson and Brune from Copenhagen in the early 1950s. I might add, we still don't know why these juxtamedullary glomeruli appear to be the first to be involved in many cases. I have read a review of the history of renal glomerular disease by the great Dr. Stuart Cameron, who suggested that in retrospect, a Dr. Toynbee was the first to see what is now termed FSGS. This is, I believe, found in the work on the intimate structure of the human kidney and on the changes which its several component parts undergo in Bright's disease, long title, read in June 23, 1846, by Dr. Joseph Toynbee, FRS. In the Medical Chirological Transactions, 1946, volume 27, page 303 to 326. In the classic work of Volhard and Farr in 1914, and especially in Farr's pathology chapter in the huge German encyclopedia, Hinke Lubarash, in retrospect, a picture of what we now call FSGS can be seen, in my opinion. It was not called FSGS then. In 1957, at least two groups, the University of Minnesota group and the Chicago group, did transmission electron microscopy of the glomerulus with lipoid nephrosis. They documented that the disease process was glomerular and not tubular. For the old term lipoid nephrosis, a term coined in 1913 because it was thought that the primary disease was a congenital hereditary inability of the tubules to recoup lost proteins flowing through the glomerulus. Also, in Pirani's seminal papers called Natural History of Lipoid Nephrosis and Membrane SGN and the Nephrotic Syndrome in Adults, both in 1958, there was no mention of either 
about anything resembling FSGS. In 1961, the classic Seba Symposium was published, but did not use the term FSGS, nor was that term used in the first edition of Dr. Robert Heptonstall's classic work in 1966. The 1975 Handbook of Kidney Nomenclature and Nosology by the International Committee did not use the term, although the terms focal and segmental and sclerosis were separately used and defined. I do remember Dr. Renee Habib from Paris telling me that Dr. Heptonstall asked her at length about what was to be called focal and segmental glomerulosclerosis so he could include that pattern in his subsequent editions. At that time, it was a bit difficult to understand what the disease pattern was. When I was going to medical school, we utilized the Great Pathology text by Stanley Robbins, the 1967 edition, The Yellow One, and noted that the term membranous glomerulonephritis slash lipoid nephrosis was lumped together. It was thought that the membranous was a severe chronic form of progressive lipoid nephrosis. There was no mention in this 1967 edition of focal and segmental, not even in the index. Robbins continued on page 999, quote, There is fairly widespread agreement, with a few notable exceptions, that membranous glomerulonephropathy and lipoid nephrosis are one and the same disease. The term lipoid nephrosis is usually used for the early phase of the disorder and membranous glomerulonephropathy for the more advanced stages. Thus, lipoid nephrosis is found in the young child, and so on. The various groups of Drs. Jack Metcalf, Arthur Allen, Jack Churg, Kark, and others at the time all considered membranous and lipoid nephrosis-related disorders. However, in the SEBA Symposium and in two papers by McGovern in 1966, there was a vague description of something going on, and Burkholder and Hyman's paper in 1973 suggested there was a focal sclerosing glomerulonephropathy with segmental hyalinosis somehow being seen and involved. By 1969, the great pediatric nephrology group from Yale still had considered this progressive nephrotic syndrome a part of lipoid nephrosis. I was told that Drs. Bernstein, Churg, Habib, White, and others were studying a series of lipoid nephrosis under the light microscope in 1970 when they suddenly found something, which turned out to be a marker in lipoid nephrosis of a poor response to therapy and outcome. It was the focal and segmental region of scarring sclerosis in the glomerulus. This may have been part of the ISKDC, the International Study of Kidney Disease in Children. I was told they were all very excited, according to Dr. Parani. Several groups started showing the progressive renal disease, uremia, in nephrotics. The Yale group, the ISKDC, the French group, the Chicago group, and so on. The term focal and segmental glomerulosclerosis really came into its own with the great editorial in Kidney International in 1973 
by the great renal pathologist Renee Habib. She was so intuitive and influential, and some considered her the greatest renal pathologist of all times. Now, FSGS was an accepted term. As Carl Linnaeus or von Linne states, if you do not know the names of things, the knowledge of them is lost too. By the second edition of Eptonstall's Pathology of the Kidney in 1974, there was then a section on focal sclerosis, focal hyalinosis, in chapter 14 on the nephrotic syndrome, pages 525 to 529. It had finally made it into its own. The relationship of FSGS to minimal change disease is still somewhat of a debate. It should be stressed that FSGS is a pattern, as Stanley Robbins says, quote, a lake fed by many streams, end of quote, a pattern caused by many etiologies. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.